My name is Goof Norton, and welcome back to another broadcast of the Goof Norton Radio Show. Today we have a um, a post under Ask Reddit, and it is a wonderful thing we're going to talk about probably for the entirety of this podcast. Um, but it is what social customs do we need to retire? And boy, oh boy, did I find quite a few. I even added my own, but we're going to get to that one last, I think, somewhere in the middle. And a lot of these are, are very relatable. Well, familiar, I should say. We've all heard someone or experienced someone who's said these things or done these things in our lives. Um, so, here we go. Jumping right into it. First thing here, we have sleep deprivation pride. I don't know why my coworkers are boasting that they only got, they slept four hours last night. Yes! Who cares how long or how little you slept? Stop being so proud about it. Like, oh, I only got four hours sleep. Oh, so four? Oh, I only got three. Oh, my God. Oh, you got three? Man, I got like six minutes. Who cares? Sleep. Get some freaking sleep. Don't brag about how little sleep you got. Freaking go to sleep. And that's pretty much what I'm going to say about that. Just go to sleep. I don't care how much you or how little you slept. Freaking go to sleep. Uh, somebody says, stop questioning when we are having children. It's none of anyone's business. True. Like, again, and stop guilt-tripping people and make them, making them try to make them feel bad for not having kids. First of all, kids are expensive. Unless you're going to help pay for the cost of having a child, right? All those medical expenses and living expenses, you know, their food, their water, you know, the food, the water, the clothes, their schooling, Right? And also on top of that, the med, the, you know, the medical, the medical care. If you want to pay for all that, go ahead. Like uh, I will have kids. Just send me the money. You know, I need, I need a down payment as well. I'm gonna need a down payment just for, you know, a security deposit, as they would say. I need, I need to know that you're serious about this. But uh, yeah, no, it's no one else's business if you're having kids or not having kids. Um, especially if they're married, leave them alone, man. Leave them alone. I hate that. I, a lot of this is this old generational thinking. Of like this is this is stuff this is stuff that's totally okay to say. That's where most of this obviously that's where all this stuff spawns from, is just past generations. Because some of the stuff we don't do, because there's a lot more. I see there's a lot more introverts in this in this generation. A lot more people that are just like socially awkward. And I'm like, oh, my people, I'm they're here. Putting our jobs before our personal lives. Uh, <laughs> edit. I took the day off of work after I posted this because why not? I feel that. Um, work is work. Like, as always, we, we know this, you are replaceable in your job. Doesn't matter. Somebody else has degrees that like there's somebody else out there with a master degree in exactly what you're in exactly your field. Somebody out there who's more qualified to work in the job, the job position that you are. So don't think that, oh, Hey, 
I'm irreplaceable. Unless it's your own company that you started, you are replaceable. You're working for some corporate entity or whatever, anything else that's not a small business, you are replaceable. So, and work is work, you know. Money comes and goes. Don't stress yourself over it. But take care of yourself first, because if you are not okay, then your work is not going to be very, you know, very okay. Not talking about salary. Yeah, such a taboo thing here in the States. Uh, I know it's a taboo thing. Uh, employers make it seem like it's a sin to do so. It's not illegal. Nothing about it. They can't really fire you for it either. So at least not the companies I've worked for. I don't know about other companies, but it's. Um... Hmm. It's interesting because the, the first time I experienced this was my first security job when I was a supervisor um, before I became a supervisor. And I started having a conversation with the dude who was working at the site full time because I was there as a flex officer, meaning that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't supposed to stay there for long. And, you know, I come and go when I'm needed. Uh, flexible. That's the, the term flex officer. So uh, he was getting paid like $12 an hour. I was getting paid 14 and I was like, yeah, I got hired on as a flex officer. I'm like, and I'm like, how much pay for that? 12. I'm sorry. I was like 14. He was like, what? We get paid 12 here. And I'm like, and they were the ones who were there every day and they get paid 12. They don't like, what the, like, what? I'm sorry, but you're a security officer. You're stopping, you know, you're supposed to be somebody whose job is stressed as important Rick, really important. You should see the orientations for some of these security jobs. It's like, oh, you're the frontline defense and whatnot. They really spice it up. They really just kind of spice it up for you. And when in reality, you are a very underpaid and underappreciated worker. You literally are underpaid, underappreciated. Like, I still work around... Uh, funny enough, like, at my job, there are security officers that work for the company that I, um, that I did work for at the time. And I hear them complaining about the schedules because the schedules are just kind of thrust upon them. There's a, like, it's nothing like that's, that's discussed or told previously because they have to. And these are people I get different people working at the front desk all the freaking time. They switch off so often. And I'm like, like so frequently within the week, I'll have I'll see like three, four different faces. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And these guys end up working 12, you know, 12 hour shifts and doing like 70 hours of overtime. I'm like, that's insane. So, yeah, no, talk about your salary, um, you know, make moves, like make yourself known, make, you know, make sure you know your worth in the, in the work, in the workforce. Definitely. You know, I, I obviously I'm glad I don't work security anymore because that's extremely underpaid for a job that's declared and, and deemed as so important. You know, it's the, it's, you know, bridging the gap between the, you know, the police officer and your regular everyday worker and your person, I guess, a citizen, like, it's like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh yeah, such a big help. Mm -hmm, security, yeah, it's so important. That's why they pay you so, so awful. So terribly. So, no, no, no. And in interviews, for anybody who is like transitioning jobs, you're working, you know, you work in the U.S. and you're moving jobs and whatnot. If somebody asks you, well, what kind of pay are you looking for? How much does a job pay? Just ask them exactly how much does the job pay? Um, like, don't, 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 don't shoot low, know your worth, especially like, especially if you know what your actual skills are, right? Everything, if everything listed on your resume is true and you have good work experience, mm-hmm. make them make you an offer. 
because I tell you, I do not settle for less. I do not, not anymore, um, considering the fact that I have many years of work experience. Not even just that, I have certifications and awards and stuff like that to go along with it. So, uh, Somebody else says Valentine's Day. I don't need one day a year to tell my good lady I love her or buy her things. Plus, it usually interferes with our social lives. And the prices for meals are through the roof. The 13th and 15th are better to eat on. Absolutely true. Um, again, those things like that, I don't, I don't like. I don't like. Because it's just another reason for, you know, the, the, the prices of, of food and, and goods to go up. Because it's like, oh, it's Valentine's Day. Nobody cares anymore. I don't think this generation gives a crap anymore about Valentine's Day, which is great. Um, because I'm like, you should be telling your significant other you love them every day of the year. Every day of the year. Valentine's Day is no, nothing special. Like, your anniversary is something special, but Valentine's Day, nope, means nothing. Here in the States, it means nothing. It should mean nothing. Somebody else says, uh, and this is in quotes, I have this cough, but I came into work anyway because I'm so dedicated to my career, end quote. Um, yeah, no, don't come to work if you're freaking sick. Especially now that pandemic stuff happens, is, is whenever this, you know, eventually, hopefully will end. I hope people do not come into work while they're sick. Don't come to work if you have a cough or a sneeze or anything like that that's consistent. Like, stay home. Be like, hey, yo, uh, not doing too good. I got a cough. I'm sick or whatever. I don't know what's up. But I'm going to stay home for the sake of everybody else. Because if you get someone else sick, they're going to be really, really mad at you. I guarantee it. I promise you they'll be mad at you. Like, do not come into work sick. That is disgusting. Uh, somebody says, you're too old for... the In quotes, you're, you're too old for dot, 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 fill in the blank, you know. Um... They say, you're never too old for college slash university uh, to change careers, to learn a new skill, or to enjoy, uh, to enjoy something new. It's your life. So the only thing I would say to this, uh, that stuff that's noted there is yes. The only thing I would say is that you're too old for certain behaviors, I'd say. You're too old to be acting a certain level of, to act a certain uh, level of foolish. Like, I really do believe that you should be outgrowing, outgrown, um, outgrowing, the, the 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 idiot moments right those those stages of being a dummy in your life or being you know being rude or acting a certain way too old to be freaking racist and ignorant of of certain subjects right that kind of stuff just like i i think i said um in a in a previous bonus episode i was like yeah like i'm better than certain behaviors yeah you're too old for certain behaviors you, you, and you should be better than certain behaviors. Not better than anyone else, but better than certain behaviors. So, that is my caveat to that. Um, oh, here's here it is. I love this one. Making your kids hug slash kiss people when they aren't comfortable with them. Yes. Yes, a thousand times yes. The amount of times I've had to hug... And, 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 uh, well, mostly hug. That's pretty much it. Hug aunts and uncles and cousins and people like, I'm like, I don't know you. I'm like, like kids, they don't know. They're scared. They're shy for a freaking reason. They don't know. They're uncomfortable. 
Don't make them, like, that's just literally making them more uncomfortable. Don't force relationships. A forced relationship is not a good relationship at all. And I don't get, I don't get the chance to make the, the decision, the actual decision of whether I like this person or not until I get older, to like this age, where I actually have a choice of whether I get to see them or not. You know, when you're a teenager, you're still forced to go. But now that I'm an adult, I don't have to go anywhere if I don't want to. I have my, I was like, I work for a living now. So, um, so yeah, stop that. Stop forcing your kids into those kind of situations. Like, let them make their own decisions about whether they like the, like a person or not. Quit forcing them in those uncomfortable spots. That sucks. And that is quite annoying, in fact. And I hated that as a kid. It's one of the things I absolutely despise. I'm like, stop making me, forcing me to say hi. Like, again, I, I'd even stop, I, look, well, I mean, I'd go as far as be like, hey, stop forcing your kids to, you know, well, sorry, when they get older, stop forcing your kids to say hi to the, you know, cousins and aunts and uncles like that. If they don't like them, they don't like them. They don't have to like them. Oh, no, they're blood related to you and this, that, and the other thing. I don't care. I don't know you. If I want to know you, I will make the effort, right? But let me form my own relationships. This is my life. I'm, I'm, I very much did not like that. And just it, people in general, like, again, yeah, strangers, I don't know you. I don't care if you're my mom's friend. You're not my friend. I don't freaking know you. I'm like, this is not a situation of, oh, any friend of my mom's is a friend of mine. No, I don't freaking know you. I don't know where you come from. I don't know where you've been. I'm not touching you. Don't touch me. I'll cut you. Nowadays, I will. I'll cut people. But, you know, still saying, you know, still you know, saying hi and whatnot, I guess that is a common, that is, that I would say, you know, falls into the um, category of manners and being like, just being courteous in that way, at least I'm like, okay, that I can kind of understand. Uh, but yeah, don't make, don't, don't make the force that interaction. If the kids don't want it, I'm like, Hey, you know what? Good on you for having judgment for having, you know, being able to be like, Hey, Uh, sorry, I'm, I just, I literally just read this. Somebody says, I hated this as a child and vowed never to do it uh, with my own. Yes, I will, and they put this in quotes, uh, quote unquote, force them to say goodbye to guests before they go. I think it's rude not to, but hugs and kisses need 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 to be freely given on their part. Now, I ha happen to have huggy, kiss, kissy kids, so it's not been an issue, but kids should never be forced in giving the hugs and kisses when they don't want to. Yes, thousand percent. Because I guarantee you that leads into other problems that have happened. He didn't say that, but that's just my last sentence. I just I just had to throw in there. I didn't change my tone, so I didn't want people to be confused. Like, yeah, give them the option. Don't don't just force them to do that, because then they're gonna not want to do it, especially. And that's the best way. And somebody even noticed that says that I'm teaching my boys the same. How can they understand consent? Not Vincent. Uh, I don't know what that means. I'm, I'm missing several jokes. Um, how can they understand consent when theirs is ignored by is ignored for family? So we teach. So we teach. Do you want to give a hug, kiss, high five, or just wave? It's the hardest to to get the older generation on board. They constantly want to force hugs when you look like when. 
when like when like look you're this kid's world and fave person but sometimes he just doesn't want to hug you be okay with that he'll change his mind in two minutes but if you force it all the time but if you force it all the above will eventually change yeah no that makes me not want to interact with you and now i very much don't enjoy ever being around most like uh, other parts of my family because i'm like don't force don't force certain interactions that's 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 quite ridiculous in in my in in my from my perspective i didn't like that very at all probably one of the least favorite parts of my childhood um so yeah Um, Reddit? Come back to me. Okay, there we go. Uh, let's see. No! Okay, there we go. Sorry, I almost lost the post. I was going to be really sad for a minute. <sighs> I love, I love this stuff. This is great. Over-the-top gender reveal parties? Absolutely. Really sick of seeing those. I never understood the point. It's either going to be a boy or girl. I think the news alone is just exciting enough. I don't know why you have to spend tons of money on... I mean, but you do what you want with your money. Whatever. But, like, it's just kind of stupid. It's like either it's a boy or a girl. Just tell everybody. Don't freaking make it such a, a huge gimmick. Like, oh, hey, let's have... You know, let's... Let's shoot these targets, or let's have these two people race and pretend like, oh my gosh, what's it gonna be? Like, just say it's a boy or a freaking girl. Western world is weird, man. I don't, I don't get it sometimes. <laughs> Somebody says having all the fun prints and decor and whatnot only for kids, babies, and nurseries. I want don I want a dinosaur on my pillowcase saying "roar" over some freaking daisies any time. Every time, I I can't even lie and say that's 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 childish. Like it's not. Ro I, I mean, freaking yeah. I don't want to sleep on flowers. I'm not a florist. I'm a. I'm still, I'm still a dude. Yeah. Like, give me something I can actually like. Yeah, I'm, when I, oh man, my, oof. Um. Well, my, um, my lady is not going to like me when we're married. Or, I don't know, she probably won't care. But I'm most definitely changing my pillowcases and maybe the sheets. <laughs> I'm like, hey, there are things I like in this world, and I'm like, life is too short not to like not to express yourself in your own home. That is the only decor I will be ever assisting with is the pillowcases. I'm like, I'm making my pillowcase something I really like, um, and it's probably going to either be I might get up. <laughs> Might get a very white pillowcase. Ah, uh, no, that's too that's too obsessive. We're gonna not do that, okay? That's too weird. That would be insane to freaking do. She's going to think I'm gonna have a problem. She's going to think I have issues. Not that she already not, not that she doesn't already think that already, but I think it should be something a little bit more tame than that. Maybe I will get a dinosaur pillowcase or something. My childhood has been stolen from me. Not really. But uh, I may get something meaningful on the pillowcase. Because I'm like, I just, yeah, I just thought about that. I'm like, yeah, no, like adults, they have this nice, they either have plain colors or it's like flowers or something stupid. Um, and I'm like, I don't want flowers. I don't want to sleep on flowers. Flowers are not comfortable to sleep on. Let me sleep on something I actually like. 
dinosaurs are comfortable to sleep on. I just I'm gonna get my face just plastered on the freaking pillowcase and just that's it. It's gonna be my picture of me. I get to wake up to my face in every morning. Sorry, I'm gonna like be like sorry, hun. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like you're you're beautiful and all, but like. <laughs> I'm just gonna stop there before I end up a uh, single. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, somebody says boys don't cry. Yes, absolutely. Men have feelings, and we cry sometimes. So deal with it. Associating relationships with fulfillment and suffering to be single. A thousand percent, yes. I agree with this because before I met the lady, I, I tell you this and I've told her this. I was actually fine being single at that point in time. I was, I had finally come out of depression. I'd finally been, you know, in a, at a happy place. Um, and I was like, actually, you know, I was working. I was just productive. I was happy. I was fine being single. I really didn't care all that much. Um, I was like, cool, just going to live my life. And then she pops up. And now I'm still happy. Even happier. But I wasn't unhappy in the in the single life. Um, and so if you're single, yeah. Like, first of all, you get a chance to learn yourself. You get a chance to work on yourself. Um, and kind of prepare yourself to be in a relationship. Um, and I think, you know, I, I do think it is easier. I'm not going to say it's impossible. To be in a relationship if you don't love yourself, but it's a little bit easier when you do love yourself. That way you know your worth and you know your value. Um, so you're not just being, you know, caught up by any any bum, whether that be guy or girl. You know, I'm uh, like, and I'm I'm saying that because sometimes guys like you don't know your worth and you end up with a girl who just takes advantage of you. Same thing, well, especially with ladies. I'm like, you know, you all know the drill. There's always that guy. Who, who who presents himself as fly and all that stuff, but he's low-key abusive. So, diamond rings for engagements. They are a scam, especially the three-month salary custom is absurd. Thousand percent. Let me tell you. These whole, this whole, and I, like, um, we've, we've talked, the ladies talked, oh, the lady and I have talked about this before. This whole... Oh, it, the the ring is not an actual show of your affection. The years uh, that you put into your relationship and the amount of care that goes into uh, you guys give to each other—that's your sign of that's your show of affection that you actually love the person. Like the idea of even proposing of marriage, you know, proposing for marriage and stuff like that is yeah, and getting married, yeah. But like a freaking uh, people are like three thousand dollar rings and like all this stuff. That's that's no. No, no. Plenty of money has probably been spent already on dates and food and all that other good stuff and small gifts here and there. But a freaking ring that costs like a down that like that is a pretty good down payment on a like on a brand new car. Yeah, no, that's expensive. Something that costs, you know, like like your monthly rent is I don't think that's a small little piece that could easily be, you know, stolen, broken, whatever, lost. And then what? That's, you know, thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars down the freaking drain. Yeah, no. Um I there are inexpensive there now I'm saying there are there are inexpensive rings out there and things like that, so 
You ain't got to worry about it. These days, um, if anybody like deeds recommendations, I do have a few websites that I have found um, and whatnot. But yeah, the whole it's a whole scam. These all these rare diamonds are rare and they're part of a collection. They have thousands of them in their storeroom. I promise you. They have so many. They're not rare and they're not limited. They just they put those titles on them so you'll buy them. So it'll just so it justifies the price. But you know, they charge that because people are willing to pay for that and they can easily convince people like, "Oh, don't you want your wife to know that you love her? The bigger the diamond, the bigger, you know, the the better your love." No. Freaking diamond is not going to make her. If if a, if a ring makes or breaks your relationship, maybe you're not there for the right reasons. I'm just saying. If the type of ring and the how much it costs really makes or breaks your relationship, you've you've got a problem. You're a very materialistic person, and Madonna has been you know teaching you the wrong lessons, and you stop listening to her so much. I hate that song. Um, only and I know some older people are only going to get that. I don't I don't think a lot of my my younger audience may not get that. I apologize, but that's what it is. But seriously. Um, expensive funerals. Yes. Um, I, so there's a, I, I've, I watched a couple channels that deal with death and things like that and funerals and all that kind of stuff. I have a somewhat morbid curiosity, so it, it happens. Right. But when it comes to like funeral expenses and whatnot, actually listening to an actual mortician talk about this kind of stuff, um, it is... Uh, it's interesting and it's interesting that the, the, you know, the options that you have for, you know, a cost effective funeral. And I'm like, for me, I'm like, just cremate me. I'm like, I don't, I don't really care about anything else. I'm dead. Cremate me. Put me in a jar. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm not that big, so I shouldn't have that many ashes and I'm not growing anymore. So hopefully my ashes won't be too too much of a problem, but uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm like, do me, do me like Barry, but just scatter my ashes. Like, I'm dead. Like, if you want to keep some for yourself, keep some, but scatter me somewhere. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm dead. I won't really be able to have an Im have input besides my will, but I'm like, at that point, again, still, I don't care. I'm dead. <laughs> Freaking, or even even better, like, put me if you can, I'm like, if it's possible, I want my ashes infused into either a musical instrument or a gaming console or controller of some kind. Wouldn't that be cool? Because that'd be some cool technology, but that'd be freaking expensive, so scatter my ashes. Um, and this is not... Uh, oh, yeah. Asking, how are you today? And expecting the only sociable, acceptable answer. Yeah, no, people aren't always fine. And that's okay. Nobody is always fine. And that's okay. That is okay. Right? That's okay. And I think, and the problem, the other problem with that is, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a sufferer of this too, is that literally we've all been conditioned to just say, ah, good, or fine. You know, and that's it. And that sucks. Because we're not always fine. We're not always good. And the thought doesn't really come across. You know, it depends on who the person we're talking to is. Um, 
you know, and then it's like sometimes you just got to be like, yeah, no, I'm not fine today. I'm not fine today. Like generally, yes. Now, generally for me, I'd say, yeah, I'm, you know, generally fine. There are, yes, I still have my bad days, but you know, most days, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. It takes a, it takes a lot to really put me off my game. Like today, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't get paid for my work and I'm like, do I dare go back to work? I'm like, hey, I don't know. I, I, if I'm not getting paid, I'm not working. I'm just saying, there ain't no free labor here. I don't do that. It's not happening. So, the garter tradition at weddings. Yeah, that's. Mm -mm, I don't. Mm -mm, that's just no, no. I don't. Why you don't? Yeah, let me just go up. And, I'll go up and just do something really intimate in front of everybody, entire in front of our both of our families. That's really, really appropriate. Let's just have our honeymoon and just videotape it for our entire families, huh? Just the whole week. Freaking weird. Never understood those kind of traditions. Like, seriously. That's so, 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 so weird. I I don't... People, a lot of people are, especially here on Reddit, people are like, yeah, no, that's freaking uncomfortable. And I'm like, yep. It's weird. It's really, really weird. Don't do that. Unless you're into that stuff, but don't do that. Um, that was another kids thing. Tipping. So, in this country, in the U.S., we tipping is a as a customary thing um, for restaurants because you know restaurants sometimes do not pay their waiters and waitresses their waitstaff well enough, like below minimum wage, which should be most definitely illegal. Um, so we have to tip them, which sucks for the sake of them because now they're you know now their um, their lives kind of depend. Uh, now their lives kind of depend on, you know, how good or not they are at their job that day. But if they're not having a good day, well, not getting paid as well. So, but for other countries, plenty of other countries, you don't have to tip because they're just paid a nice wage. And I think that's what it should be across the board for every country out there. And somebody says in Okinawa, which is Japan, um, one of the islands of Japan, I believe. Uh, in Okinawa, servers would run out the door to give you your tip back. It's essentially seen as a slap in the face to the establishment saying they can't pay their employees. Which, yeah, it is. Got me there, actually. Somebody says, if it was done right. It would be fine, but this crap in the states where you are expected to tip because they don't pay their staff, st uh, uh, their staff sucks. I tip pretty regularly in countries that don't have the USA style expectancy, but I do it to reward good service, not to top up their poor wages. Also, not a big fan of service service charges on a bill. Their service was crap. Can I get it back? Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't like that at all. That's, that's awful. Being, oh yeah, being nice to customers that act really crappy. Oh yes. Oh yes. Customer is not always right. 
And I've 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 been very honest about that in some interviews because I'm like, no, the customer's not always right. Because because the customer comes at me cussing and screaming about something that's wrong, but it's not actually wrong. They're not right. They're wrong. I don't know. I I don't know what kind of what kind of office and job and or what kind of business you run, but the customer is not always right. I've had several situations where the client and customer was wrong. I'm like, people, because because nobody's right all the time. It is impossible. It is not a thing. So get that out of your freaking heads. I hate when companies ask me that. Like, oh, do you believe the customers are... No, because nobody's always right. That's not a thing. I hate that. Ah, that's, that's, ah, that's freaking annoying. Um, somebody says, glorifying people for the, gr- for the quote-unquote grind, working 40-plus hours a week. Uh, 40 plus hour weeks or multiple jobs. That's not admirable. It's really sad. People should be able to earn a decent living and have time to enjoy themselves and have a life too. Absolutely. I agree. Um, like I said, those security guys, like working 70 plus hours a week, like the overtime, the overtime, the money's nice, but overtime sucks. That's nothing to be proud of. It's nothing to. It's nothing to glorify or be like, oh, I, you know, I admire your hustle. Nah, freaking people. Jobs should pay better. This pandemic is really opening that up, and I like that. It's opening that conversation up a lot more. People are really, and some people are really actually getting their um, the good results. They're getting paid better, and I like that. I like to hear that. That's really good. I'm really, uh, really happy for those people. I'm supposed to be getting a raise too, so. It's nice. We love it. But yeah, we shouldn't have to work. People shouldn't have to work multiple jobs just to keep a roof over their head. Even if they have kids, they should still be able to work one job. That job should, you know, assist and maybe increase a little bit of pay if they have kids or something. I don't know. Add some kind of incentive or bonus for them. I don't know. I'm sure some European country has that uh, fixed up. So that way uh, the parents don't have to, you know, so the parents don't have to, you know, leave the job or pick up an extra job just to work. But a two-parent household where even where both parents are working, like, they again, they shouldn't have to work multiple jobs between the two of them. They should just, I mean, if they, they just one job per, per parent, they should be able to put, you know, keep a roof over their, their kids' heads. 40-hour work weeks and having to show up to the office. Only good thing that came of COVID. Um, I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Because I don't mind a 40-hour work week. Because, I mean, obviously, I've had part-time jobs. And I've had full-time jobs. And, I mean, as long as I get... My two days off, my actual two days off, because as someone who used to work 60 plus hour weeks often for almost a freaking year, I'll take a 40 hour week because I don't mind this. I get to relax. My Well, my job is also not that stressful. Even on the stressful days, it's still not that stressful. Um, I, you know, I get this time to relax and do still do the podcast and all this kind of stuff. And I still have time to go on dates if I, you know, with the, with the lady and whatnot when we, when we're not busy. Um, so I don't see it as that bad um but i guess you know for a higher for a really higher paying job for like a really high paying job where you can work 30 hours a week and make you know 500 600 bucks a week at least 
uh, you got to have some qualifications for that kind of thing. I'd say I wouldn't just give that to somebody who's just like an entry level, but somebody who's had like years of work experience and whatnot in a certain field. Yes, I would absolutely grant them that kind of salary. Um, so that way they could just, you know, I mean, you've worked hard for some years. You've built up the qualifications and whatnot. Freaking chill. Get your 35 hours, 32 or whatever hours a week and uh, go nuts. 32 hours a week. Because that'd be a four-day work week. So. Giving greeting cards for every single event imaginable. Why pay $5 to give someone a piece of paper that will get thrown out the next day? I'd rather give you. I'd rather. Uh, I'd rather you give me the five dollars and skip the card. Yeah, because I don't like. I don't care about cards all that much. Oh, Christmas cards and hol- like. I don't care about holiday cards. <laughs> like, cause I. I pers- I personally, me, I don't. Like, I. It's it's a card. Like the chances of the person really dumping it out is yeah, it's pretty high. In fact, because I'm like, it's a piece of paper that's taking up a piece of paper that takes up room and space that doesn't need to. It's like, oh, wow, cool. I mean, it's glad to know they were thinking of me, but I don't really care. I literally could not care any less than I possibly do now. I just could not. It just, I just, it's just, I, to me, worst, it's a waste of resources. It's a waste of resources. Because um, we used to, like, when I was younger, like, when I was a kid, we used to have, like, you know, from neighbors and other people, whatnot, even those people who, like, gave us, like, gave custom ones, I'm like, ah, because I'm and as a kid, I was like, as a kid, I, did, I guess, again, it didn't make a difference to me, and also, I don't like sending them out, because I'm like, I'm not signing this, I'm like, freaking, freaking, no, I'll send you a text being like, Merry Christmas, or Happy Holidays, or whatever the frick, you know, but a custom, I, I, greeting card, man, Get well soon. Just tell me get well soon. You know, I like I don't care. <laughs> don't waste your money on the card that I'm not going to keep. I'm not going to be like keeping this ten years later and be like, oh, I remember when I had the flu and Susie gave me this card. No, freaking, it's getting tossed out eventually. Nostalgic because it doesn't have very much nostalgic value because it's just a card. It's just a card. So somebody says, respect your elders. I must respect the neighbor who used to beat his dog. Oh, sorry. He used to beat his wife and used and used to beat his dog. Um, the wife left. The dog was taken away and openly hates Asians. Just because he's 76 years old, I must respect him. Yeah, no. I don't believe in that either. Um, I give everyone I give everyone a fair amount of respect initially. Once I learn the person and, and, you know, you know, see who they really are, I'm like, then I kind of back off and just kind of like slowly fade away if they're, you know, kind of like that. If they're that kind of person, I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, you know, keep my distance and go away. Have a nice life. Please don't call me or talk to me because you freaking psycho. All right. Sorry. I almost had to sneeze. Peer pressure to drink alcohol. Absolutely. Um, many, may, well, I guess not. Well, my friends growing up, they knew, um, they knew how my parents were. They knew how I was. So, and my friends respected that fact. Um, even though I've gone, because I've gone to bonfires and stuff like that where they, where they've had drinks, but, um, they never forced me or coaxed me into drinking. And I appreciate that so that I can, that, that aspect I can respect fully. Um, and I'm thankful for that part. 
So I've never had to deal with that. But anybody who does have to deal with that, I absolutely feel for you. I do feel for you. Um, and I, I hope that you can get out of that situation or at least make it clear that, hey, I don't drink. Don't ever try to make me drink. And if you can't respect that, we're not friends. Bye-bye. Peace out. I'm being like, be prof- like it's being professional. Hey, give him a warning. Like, hey, you can't respect that. Then we're not going to work out as friends. And I'm going to leave and leave you to your own devices. You want to drink? You drink. But don't ever invite me out again if you're going to be doing that. Like, make it clear. Set your boundaries, people. Quit getting stepped on. And quit getting, you know, peer pressured into doing things. Uh, that somehow the concept of maturing means that you have to give up hobbies that are seen as childish. Yeah, I don't understand those um, those ladies out there that don't that don't that don't get why we as guys still play games when we're this old. Because first of all, it's a form of entertainment. Like there are plenty of girls out there who go to the clubs endlessly, but I'm like, why? Why? What's what's the point? Say we could say the same thing about anything you guys do. You go shopping endlessly all the freaking time. That's your hobby is shopping. At least we're here, you know, spending money on something that's going to last us a while and we can make friends over, which we have. Most of us have, in fact, you know, lasts us more than just, a, you know, a year, lasts us four, five, six years, seven years. Like we go on for decades with gaming and whatnot. Just saying. Sorry, um, I'm I, I'm really trying not to sneeze. Oh, so this is kind of gross, but nobody warned me that my nose hairs would be getting longer and getting annoying. Now I have to buy a nose hair trimmer. They're not like insanely long or anything. It's just like one particular one is just kind of annoying the heck out of me. It's just I don't like it because it tickles my nose, and I'm like, I really want to scratch. But I can't, because I just—it's just a freaking hair, and I like press my nostril into my nose. I'm like, and I'm like, yep, that's a hair. That's freaking annoying. So I have to go get the snippers and snip in there. Nobody told me about these issues about growing up. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, um, hold on. I'm trying to... Okay, well... Okay, so... Here's another one. Uh, this is the last one. Man should pay... Af- man should pay after the first... After first date. It's not that I'm not willing to pay. Uh, this custom creates unhealthy balance where people sometimes think they owe or, or, or are owed something in return. Um, the thing with this, and, and I'm going to get to like kind of dating in general... Uh, I do think a lot of, again, like just historically, I guess, I don't know. I can't say historically, not going to say historically, but for at least here in the Western culture, a lot of the pressure falls on the guy to do everything, to do everything and in courtship and dating, whatever you're doing, you know, you, the guy, as the guys, we were expected to do everything for the lady. Everything. Pay for all, like, pay for all the dates, buy her flowers, buy her gifts, you know, you know, drive her everywhere, never let her pretty much do anything. And I'm like, and, you know, these days we're like, and I'm like, these days people are waking up and realizing that, like, oh, wait, 
that's kind of dumb because that is very lopsided, right? That is that is one sided. One thing I can say is that um, my lady has never. I don't. Well, okay, I'm not gonna say never, but she she makes it frequently known that she 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 will she will absolutely pay for food for me. Sometimes she forces me. She forces that, um, and she and sometimes she's she's like, no, I, I'm driving, and I'm like, oh, okay, so, um, and she'll 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 tell you that herself. So that's that's interesting. But I think the dynamic should be very split, uh, should be split evenly, because the pressure falling on one person is not okay. It's not. I don't think anyone should have to deal with that um, as like, oh, hey, this is how we get to live our lives. But no, because the relationship, it takes two to make the relationship work. So why in the frick does the guy have to do all the all the things? And the the uh, a post came up about making the first move um and you know who should do that first and again because the a guy made the comment that we we look at these relationships we look at relationships and how we approach somebody who's a potential significant other as like a, a hit or miss but we say well we can say hi to people all the time like i do at work i'm like i just say what's up you know And we, but we look at the, you know, the whole relationship part as like, a, like, oh man, I'm either gonna get this or it's gonna completely fail and, and be super embarrassed. I, you know, personally for me, I think, I think it should go either way. Either way, I think either way doesn't matter. Because whoever makes the official... Because, like, we, we, we... There's such a stigma around the first move. And I'm like... You have... Like, you have a potential whole other relationship that's going to happen where the first move is not going to matter. The first move is not going to be like, oh, well, whoever makes... Whoever says hi first or whoever says, you know, whoever makes the first move, you know, like, maybe you pass them... Like, maybe girls, like, maybe you pass them your number or something like that. It doesn't matter. Just start the conversation. Somebody just, you know, somebody just, hey, start the conversation, right? Um... But it's, you know, I get it, the fear and the anxieties of rejection and whatnot, but just start a conversation. Just say hi and work up to, you know, work up to the rest. But don't pressure yourselves and don't, you know, be so hard on yourselves to be like, oh, man, it's got to be this way. It's got to be a certain way. No, like, relax, you know, take it easy, take it slow. But um, sometimes, you know, sometimes it doesn't, you know, either one of you just needs to say hi. And I say, don't wait. Just like, if you feel like, hey, if you feel like, hey, you want to say hi, just say hi then. You know, whoever, quote, like, because again, whoever, it doesn't matter who initiates the relationship or who initiates the conversation. You know, I've, I've met couple, I've not met couples, but I've, I've read stories of couples who have, who were the lady said hi first or were the lady you made the first move. That's fine. I even... Somebody else even disagreed with the post, which is which is totally fine, right? I don't care about that. People can respectfully disagree. Um, and they even noted that they respectfully disagreed. But they said that, you know, that guys don't like eager beaver, eager beavers because in their experience, right, the, the, the guys that, you know, she went and made the first move with eventually got bored and fizzled out. So they... 
So they, um, so of course they, they leapt, but I'm like, that's not at all what happened in, in my situation. That's not at all what happened, you know, in, in these other people's situation, situations. I'm not bored of my lady. She said, she's the one who said hi first, you know, but again, I've done everything within my power to make sure that she knows that I, that I love her, but you know, and she'll even tell you that. So it's not, doesn't matter who says hi first, who makes the freaking first move. It just matters that somebody does. So. Hmm. So I'd say get rid of that kind of stigma and that stereotype and that expectation as well, because that is preventing a lot of people from starting relationships. Because a lot of a lot of females, a lot of women will hold back sometimes, I know, just because they're like, they're waiting for the man to do something. But sometimes, you know, sometimes he does, again, sometimes he's confused or lost. It is okay to be like, hey, because then they, because then sometimes they need that little nudge to be like, oh, she's interested. Oh, boy, she, at least she wants to talk. You know, at least giving giving them that little note will, you know, kind of let them, will kind of send them off on the on the road down to, you know, a happy relationship. Sometimes you just got to get the, uh, get them rocks a tumbling. So... I thank everybody so much for listening to this uh, show. I woke up this morning literally reading that Reddit post. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I like that. I really did. I really did enjoy reading that. So um, I'm waiting on food to be delivered and I'm going to go into work later and scream and yell at HR for not paying me. I'm just kidding. But I'm going to go make sure I get paid because, uh, yeah, I ain't working for free. I literally am supposed to be getting a raise, and this happens today. I'm not freaking out about it totally, because I luckily today is not, this week isn't like where, where rent is due or anything important like that. This is just kind of one of those off weeks where I can just, you know, do whatever with the money, but I'm saving for some certain things, because again, we're trying to move out, so we got to save for that kind of stuff. I still got to, we still got things to accomplish, so. Oh! Sorry, last bit of information. I apologize. I should have announced this at the first. I finished my course, um, my class. I am now qualified to be a life coach. So I'm offering. I can offer those services along because they go hand in. Because it, it goes hand in hand with my personal training. So that's kind of why I took it. Because um, sometimes when people's fitness is not together, sometimes that means their life is not together. Because, the, again, fitness is part of, it's an aspect of your life. It is a component. It may not be, you know, the first one, but the one that's the most important to you, but it is, it is one. It's a very important part, though. And it should never be ignored. So, I figured I, because it, it deals a little bit with psychology and a little bit what goes on, you know, in the head. So, I figured, yeah, let's do that. Let's really get involved with people, so... If you need life coaching, you need to get your life together. You really need to, you know, figure out how to make goals and how to reach your goals, things like that. Talk to me. I can actually help you. So, and I want to help you. Oh, my goodness. I, oh, my goodness. One of my apps just exploded on my phone. That's really bad, but that's fine. Um... But yeah, so am me, me am life coach, and I will hopefully be your life coach because 
I would love to get to, you know, help out some people reach their goals in life and do some great things. So if you need a life coach, I'm here. I will make sure I put up an official page for that um, along with, you know, personal training and things like that. So you guys can um, utilize those services if you need them. If you know anybody who needs it, let me know. I, I am here for it. Absolutely love the idea that I can, you know, that I understand this stuff a little bit better now and can help you guys reach some goals other than fitness. Because I, though I am passionate about fitness, I'm also passionate about just helping out others in life and, uh, you know, reaching their goals and seeing them succeed. I just realized how fulfilling that is. Like for me personally, because I'm like, yeah, personal training because I like to see people reach their fitness goals. Like, yes, I do like to see that, but I also just like to see people succeed in general. Like if this means you can get, you know, nail that interview or start your own business and, you know, start the start the road to being just a better person and doing, you know, having better daily habits. I'm like, yes, that is amazing. And I realized this throughout this course because most of the stuff was kind of common sense to me. Not in the sense of like everybody else who doesn't know this is dumb. No, um, anybody else who doesn't know it, you just you just don't know it, I guess. I don't know. Um, but some of these things, I think most most people will find out that, oh, I could I could have been practicing this daily on my own for a while. Sometimes you just need a little nudge in the right direction, and that's what what'll get you going. Um, but I am here to help. But thank you everybody so much for listening. This has been a long podcast. I appreciate you. If you want to support the podcast, you can support it on Anchor for a dollar a month. Uh, that goes a long way to getting us new microphones and new equipment and things like that, uh, as we can save up, and it makes it easier for me to save up for this kind of stuff because I do have other things. I more obviously more important things I do try to purchase in terms of like my life. <laughs> so um, for now, you know that that really does help me a lot, and I appreciate all the support I get for for the show. So thank you. Again, remember that love is patient, and as always, I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace.